0: Chapter 12, The Day Religion Died I often wonder if religion is the enemy of God. It's almost like religion is what happens when the Spirit has left the building. Bono of U2 We cannot escape the fact that Jesus saw his own death on a Roman cross as the center of his mission. This leads us to ask, what precisely happened on the cross to make it the single most significant event in history, at least from the point of view of Jesus and his earliest followers? If we look beyond the nails, the wood, and the blood, what do we see? It seems absurd that the public execution of a Jewish peasant some 2,000 years ago should have any bearing on our spiritual lives today. Certainly the cross has become a symbol of faith for many people around the world, but it is a strange symbol for any spiritual group to make their own, The Buddhists have the lotus flower. Our Jewish friends use the Star of David. Islam is, at least in West Asia, symbolized by a crescent moon. Why would Christians use what is basically a symbol of ancient, agonizing capital punishment as their rallying sign? I wonder, if Jesus had come in our time instead, would Christians be using an electric chair or syringe for lethal injection as our spiritual symbol of choice? Oh, that would be interesting. We would adorn our church buildings with electric chairs and wear smaller versions around our necks. Some would prefer silver electric chairs, some gold. Some would like the old rugged electric chair version made out of wood complete with leather straps and metal plates. Of course, Catholics and Protestants would find new ways to argue over their symbol usage since Catholics would actually have the figure of a person sitting in their electric chairs and Protestants would keep theirs empty. Such morbid musings raise the question of why Christians began to use the cross as a symbol of their faith. They not only drew, painted, and engraved the cross as a pictorial symbol of their faith, but they also made the sign of the cross on themselves regularly. They could have chosen a manger or a shepherd's staff or a stone like the one that rolled away from his empty tomb. They could have continued to use the sign of the fish, a dove, or an athlete's victory palm as the earliest generations of Christians did. We must ask ourselves how it is possible that the early Christians could think of the crucifixion of their Messiah as good news, the meaning of gospel. How did the first generations of Christians take the most horrific event in history and turn it into a good news message? On the surface, the crucifixion of Jesus looks like a photographic negative. The dark is light, death is life, and a Jewish prisoner of Rome is offering everyone else freedom. But the first followers of Jesus were convinced that this event, the death of their leader, was the doorway into a whole new world, a world without religion, where all people could access God's grace and experience his presence directly, just as the most holy priests and prophets had done. They were convinced that if Jesus was the door into this whole new way of living, the cross was the hinge upon which the door swung." When Jesus drew his final breath on the cross, his followers claimed that something happened that would forever signal the end of the religious system. In the temple in Jerusalem was a large, heavy curtain, a veil that separated the rest of the temple from the most holy place, the Holy of Holies, where God's presence was believed to dwell in undiluted majesty. At one point in time, it was the place where the Ark of the Covenant was kept, but since invaders had carried it away, nothing remained but an empty space, a space made holy by God's glorious presence. No one ever went into the Holy of Holies except the High Priest, and he only did that once a year to make atonement for the sins of Israel. Nothing could better symbolize the dividing line between the sacred and the profane, the holy and the mundane, than the veil of the Temple. It was a line drawn in the sand, with God on one side and everyone else on the other. At the moment of Jesus' death, the Bible records the veil of the temple was torn in two, from top to bottom. It seemed as if God himself stepped into the picture and confirmed the message and mission of Jesus through his own act of irreligious desecration. The dividing wall between those who are in and those who are out was finally done away with. See Ephesians 214 15 We no longer need to imagine that God dwells in special places like sanctuaries, church buildings, temples, or tabernacles. The final sacrifice has been offered. It's time to move along. The show is over. God has left the building.